The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Well, we do this, and I love doing it. Stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because if you choose to be those things, you will be those things. And one of the things I talk about, especially on the show I just put up called Right Direction, one of the things I talk about is the power of writing your message out. And by that I mean maybe you take those three verses. And the and the rule of thumb and the way I do it is I will take each sentence, for instance, I am a champion, Write that out 15 times per day. I am a winner 15 times per day. I am unstoppable 15 times per day. All together, because you're running those three together all the time, you're going to start seeing bigger and better things happening in your life. And I'm not going to get into the gist of it right now. Go out and listen to the right direction. That's got a lot of what I'm doing right now. Um, And with what I'm doing training-wise, believe me, it works my brother was in from the West Coast. He's like, I want to see more video of you. I said, you're going to, because I've heard it from more people. But here's the deal. It's me. I don't have anybody else with me. I'm not in a commercial gym. It's very hard to set something on a tripod in a very cramped environment and train. Because I don't have the ability to do both. Either you're focused on one, and I'm so wired out of my skull if that thing doesn't even line up right, I'll throw the damn thing right out the door. And then you kill a $500 camera and a tripod. So I talked to my niece while well, she's competing in Syracuse in, in uh, volleyball today. She's awesome, too. Suzanne, she's a freshman. Unbelievable. I, I, you want to talk about potential. So um, she's going to, I believe, come over and start filming me, and that will be very easy then. All right. Go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That's the premier product right now. 14 modules, all spoken, a minimum of 35 minutes per pop. If you've never done them or you like to do them and you want to learn how to do them, we've got everything from a high shrug to a dip to a pullover to stone lifting to sandbag lifting. Um, that's something you want to get into because we're going to be talking a little bit about that stuff today for sure because I've got our pal Ryan Stewart coming in momentarily and we're going to get into, well, the name of the show. If you can, you can probably figure out where we're going. It's going to be called No Quarter. So believe me, it'll be entertaining. Uh, go out to our motivationmuscle.com slash category, slash podcast, go out and just look at all the shows Ryan and I have done to date. Um, as I said, you got over 800 podcasts out there for free. And the names out there, as everyone says to me, how did you do it so fast? 
That's called tenacity. That's called people wanting to come on your show that contact you because we are quality and we are authentic. So go out and look at all of that. All, obviously, too, go out to uh, FiorellaBarbellCo.com, Prosperity Consciousness. We give, 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 and giving means receiving. There's three donation buttons out there, 25, 50, and 100. You get something with each button. In fact, you get two things with 50 and $100, okay? It goes right to my PayPal account. Connect there. Everybody's always talking about investments. This is a surefire investment. We've been up over three years. Here's the deal. Most podcast shows last 30 days. So what does that tell you about us? So go out there, help us out. We greatly appreciate that. Also, too, um, go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Don't forget about signing up. When you get our newsletter, which usually is once a month now, you'll get loads of content right into your inbox. And don't forget, too, we now have advertising with the company. You go right on the main page of MotivationMuscle.com. Our rates are at the bottom. Just uh, contact me via email, and I will call you. I do not do things back and forth with email. I believe when you're doing any type of business, it is much more important. And I think it's respectful to one another is to speak to one another because maybe you don't like what the other person's saying or you want it cheap or whatever. Well, how are you going to do anything if you can't negotiate? And I just don't believe email or texting gives you that ability. So if you would like to come on board with us, we would love to have you. And I guarantee you there's nobody that hasn't come on board here that we have not made money for. So um, check that all out, and uh, we'll see what happens. Also, too, the Manly Men's Movement. Big, big. That's going to go off on its own server very shortly. Go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Everybody, go out to the discussion board near the bottom of it. The page is beautiful. And start a thread, man. So Bring in your video. I mean, we got Ryan here. We can toss his video on there all day. I mean, obviously... Come in here, start a thread, get people talking. You know, we got a lot of younger kids, I'm sure, wondering what is this stuff all about. So let's bring them all in here. Let's make some changes. Let's be a big bunch of men and younger men that want to really further physical culture. But more than anything, be examples. That's the most important thing. Share your strength. Also, too... Right now, you can get a free consultation call with me. If you're in the Albany area or New York, anywhere in New York State, come on up here to the FBC Stone and Steel Yard, and I'll put you through the best workout you've ever had. Guaranteed, you'll stay here, too. Because I don't do things that are cutting corners and making false claims of 90-day programs. And I'm not going to put you on these diets where you're going to be walking around in circles. I'll show you a way to do things that has worked for many of the clients I've done who've had weight loss issues. And we got them right where we needed to get them. But it's not just that. We do, you know, we've trained high school players for football, basketball, baseball, you name it. I even had uh, my oldest client here to date was 73 years old. And Kurt couldn't even turn um, a pickle jar cap. That's how weak his grip was alone with everything. Um, after about seven months of using just a grip machine, he could rip the tops right off the glass bottle. So 
It doesn't really matter what age you are. You come here with an open heart and you're ready to roll. I'm with you 100%. So you can contact us on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. They'll send right to an email basically to me. Uh, once again, I will contact you and we'll set something up. And if you're not in New York, we can Skype because if you listen to the shows, we're all over the world. So that's not an issue at all. As I said... We've got Ryan Stewart coming in here, and I am going to give you some information on this gentleman. Number one, he's the co-owner of Black Flag Strength and Fitness. He's a power lifter, strong man, and a Highland Games competitor. And I, I, if you've listened to Ryan's shows with myself, obviously I saw him at the gathering lifting the Denny's, um, and he was from the United States, and I, you, that's not a commonality over there. And I said, I'm going to get a hold of Ryan. I did. He was gracious enough to come on. He's part of the family now, and we hope he's going to be with us for a long, long time. Ryan, welcome back to the show, brother. It's always an honor. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I will definitely be around for a really long time. I really enjoyed the show. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Anything I missed, lay it out there. No, no, no. You you nailed it. Yeah, Pro Island Gamer, uh, dabbled in the strongman and powerlifting, but no, Highland Games and stonelifting is my love. Isn't that great, man, stonelifting? Well, we're going to talk about no quarter. If you really look up the definition of no quarter, besides most people, if they follow music, no matter what age it is, Led Zeppelin did a famous song, No Quarter. Um, but no quarter really basically is this. You take, as Megadeth says, take no prisoners, take no shit, meaning no one survives, all right? And when I was thinking of the concept today, because as I tell everybody, I, I was like, bring your own, whatever you want to do, we can focus on that, or we can split it up, but as everybody knows, the way the shows run here, and Ryan can attest to this, I, I don't come in with much, uh, and I won't send you 10 questions either, so if that's the way to get on here you're not getting on here with me that's a that's a canned show to me that's a candy ass show too we don't care we we know how to run here but if you've been following ryan and all the things that have been going on here lately whether it's at my house or with charlie or you know we got bill crawford on next week there's a ton of stuff going on and ryan one thing i'm very pleased with him especially right now is the idea now, we've got some stones here in the United States. That makes me very, very happy because, you know, Bill's been working on it. Ryan went out and just dug it up, and here we are. And you need to go out and friend this gentleman. But the big thing is, which is very close to my heart and always will be, is Ryan is going to go over there, and in my opinion, I'm sure he's going to have the luxury of lifting in my opinion, this is my opinion, the greatest manhood stone in the world, the Husafel stone. So, with this type of training and this type, and I, we're going to probably really get into the mental end with this for sure, um, you've got to be head and shoulders above everybody. I mean, and you can't care what the other guy or gal's doing with stone. It, you can have envy. You can inspire, you can cheer them on, you can be right with them when they're doing it. But this is stuff that, you know, Charlie and I were talking about. And I said even when I went to Iceland those two times, you don't hear the voices. If anything, it's muffled. 
And when you're motoring, everything's a blur if you're even looking left and right, which you probably aren't because you have to have full tunnel vision for all this. So, Ryan, let's talk about no quarter. Um, obviously, we see some exceptional stone lifting as of late in your gym. Um, obviously, when you go to these different destinations and lift the natural stones that now you're putting more and more together about, describe to me your feeling of no quarter. What does that mean to you? Well, you know, for me, especially being a stone lifter is, you know, it's hard. It's real hard. It's hard on your body. It's hard mentally. And you are beating yourself three, four times a week with these stones. Your arms are bleeding. Your arms hurt. Your traps hurt. Your body hurts. And, you know, you're pushing through. And the mental toughness that this type of training requires, you know, it's not for everybody. No. It is for everybody as far as using it for, for exercise, like sandbags and stone carries and stuff like that. Sure, you can use the lighter, less crazy version of it, but, you know, for, for stone lifters, it's uh, – we're an odd bunch. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And you know what the interesting thing is, too, with it, and you made a great comment there, that, and that's what we talk about. Um, you can use – you see, this is one of the few, and I'm not even going to call it a sport. We'll call it physical culture. We'll call it just brutalization of everything. I mean, and that, it truly is. There is no quarter with it, in my opinion, other than you have to be smart enough to know when maybe I don't have it in the tank like I had it two, three days ago. So now how am I going to apply what I want to do to today's workout? That's where the smartness comes from. That's where the winning comes from that's where you know everybody loves to talk about tenacity and all that well you need all that but i'm telling you right now in my opinion the thing you need more than anything to start and stay is belief if you don't have belief you're not going anywhere i don't care what you do i i don't care because you might have one of those days where you move it and then the next five times you go out and do it you can't do crap with it and that comes down and you got to re-examine what you're thinking what you're believing ask yourself what what is this about to me why am i doing it things of that nature but this is what i want to say too when you said we are a rare breed in 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 different terms and it is very true but there's one thing what we do i believe is better than anything other than a barbell because you can do the same thing different different style of lift obviously you can take it and bring it down to the smallest common denominator and yep. by that i mean is any size you want to use a, a sandbag i mean you can find small stones whatever same with a barbell you can take what we all love to do which is heavy heavy when you end up going and doing the actual lift but in between, you can go any route you want with this. And this is why I think more people, and I'm not saying you got to go to Iceland or Scotland or Ireland or any place, all right, and do those magnificent stones, but why wouldn't you? That's the question. But here's the thing. You can take this stuff that everybody thinks that you're, like, nuts doing, and I, look, I'll, I'll tell you what. When you see my etched in stone product, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about because it goes for men, women, and children. Um, 
you're going to learn how to do things that will blow your mind, and you'll be like, why didn't I think of this 20 years ago? And when you can take strongman work and bring it down to any level, that's something pretty special. And when you get people to come in, and as I always say, you need to take ownership. Other people say responsibility. You convert any vert, those two words, interchange them any way you want. You've got something definite. You've got purpose. So, Ryan, comment on any of that. But what I want to get into next, too, obviously, and you can go right into it, is let's talk about the setup that you're doing right now to get to Iceland. And are we still looking at May to get over there? Yeah, yeah. May 26 is when I'll leave. Okay. And as far as the training's going, it's going great. I mean, every time I touch a stone, yep. whether it is a Husafell walk, whether it is stone shouldering, chesting heavy stones, uh, it's going up and up and up every single week. So the the way that I'm training is working. Um, I, I guess the, the, the setup of how I'm doing it is working well. Okay. And um, there are some additional things that I will be throwing in and being more sports-specific the closer I get. But, uh, you know, a lot of the little things, I, I, really trying to fine-tune, for for one, my, my fingers, my finger yeah. strength, four yep. fingers especially. I've been doing a lot of uh, four-finger hangs on these rock holds for, like, rock climbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I just I started off just doing uh, pull ups and stuff with them, and then after my pull ups are done, I just hang there for as long as I can until my hands literally just give out on right. me and I have to fall. Yep. And the conversion over to the stones has been nothing short of amazing. I can pretty much grab anything in the mid threes and probably the fours right now. And rip it off the ground with no tacky or anything. And nice. Be good to go. Um, let me ask you this. Right now, it, ha, has the stones gone out to the forefront before the weights, or are you swapping them back and forth, or, or how are you doing this now, right, at this point? Well, uh, to start with, it was trying to get my strength back up to par after having a, a hernia surgery back in October. Yep. So now that my strength has gotten back up to par, it's kind of 50-50 right now, 50% stone, 50% traditional weightlifting. Um, all of it, all the traditional weightlifting that I'm doing is all very stone-specific, though. Yeah. And uh, but as of in about three weeks, it will be 100% stone training with all the weightlifting really taking a, a major back seat. Um, let me ask you this: How important are front squats to you with this whole adventure? Um, for me, it's not so much the the front squats, but safety squat bar. Okay, uh, all right. The uh, vertical torso position in the safety squat bar, when you're raising a Husafell stone or when you're lifting a, a large stone to your chest in general, uh, for me, the, the safety squat bar has more conversion uh, than any of the other squats. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's it feels like you have the hand of God pushing you down into the hole every time you're trying to come up. Yep. Um- and... Um, that's kind of how the squats or the stones feel when you lift them too. Uh, do you feel it's uh, – well, I'll get into the next piece after this, but obviously know how, how much you need erectors to lift stones. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Anything like that. We know Olympic lifting, anything that's going to really – the uh, I, I just feel with that, with the stones, because of some of the old articles I found in the old Perry Raider Ironman, especially with the spinal erectors. Um, I mean, it, I remember the last sentence of it. You know, it was pretty much to the point when you've got erectors, and they showed like some of the um, – they were, you know, the Soviet bloc, but we're not talking Alexia style. We're talking guys that are maybe 190ers. Because the, the, the back that always stands out to me is either Ahola on my, in Milo when you saw that back, or Riegert, yeah. or this one picture of, um, I, I think he was from, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember where in the block he was from, because this was, I think, in a 1970 Perry Raider. And, you know, it was like the last line was, I mean, literally at 190, you could put your right up to your wrist in, in the middle of his back, which is unbelievable. And it said when you have erectors like that, they pretty much bluntly said there's nothing you can't lift. I believe that. I, unless, yeah. unless you tear something or blow it, you know, you're talking about fingers, without a doubt. If you don't have fingers, you're not lifting big stones. And I'll argue that fact with anybody because I've had guys tell me I've seen them here. They're merciless deadlifters and stuff. They come over a 220-pound Atlas stone, breaks them in half almost, man. And they've got the power. They can get it up to the lap, but they can't hold the goddamn thing to stand up. They don't have the strength in the hands like that. And they you can't equate deadlifting with a stone lifter. I mean, you need to be a big deadlifter. If you more ask Mark Haydock, who I believe is going to walk with those dinnies this year. I mean, yeah, Mark's, he, Mark's on the tear, that's for sure. Um, and he's going to be on here, I think, in in a couple of weeks. I mean, he's unbelievable. But this is what I wanted to say: the erectors. And when you're talking about doing the safety squat bar, and now I'm going to go right into the other part. Anybody that doesn't know anything about Bruce Randall should go and look him up, because he was one of, he was one not only a great squatter uh deadlifter everything and pretty much he attributes all that strength from doing a safety squat but well it was more of like um what do you want to call it um good morning cuz i i equate like the the safety squat bar in some ways to almost doing a good morning you know um you're even though it's out in front of you but you're still in that position and coming up. And if I use a safety squat bar, that's what I pretty much do with it, you know, off the rods. I, I get to that point, boom, I come up. But that movement alone, man, when done correctly, will just blow your back from, you know, from the traps yeah. right down to, uh, you know, your lower back. But, you know, when they talk, like, when, you know, I was reading all these articles about Bruce Randall and, you know, doing the good mornings and how it translated to everything, it is. Because, you know, look, I like doing, I've got the safety squat bar, I do them. The only thing that I don't like, and it might be my bar, too, I don't like sometimes when you start getting heavy, it puts a lot of pressure on the upper part of your neck. Um and that's, it might be my bar, and it's not a cheap bar, but that gets me a little bit uncomfortable with that because, you know, you're talking Atlas axis at the top. Um, that That's why I don't go bananas on them anymore. If I'm going to get in that position, it, it would be more of like a buffalo bar and doing things that way. But right now I'm doing just a lot of really unorthodox mid-range 
um, dead start squats now out of the chute um, where obviously it's not a lot of rounds. You, you hit your top round, the second round, um, and that's when you do your four-inch isometric hold, which feels like it's going to shear your bones in half, literally. So that's it. But what? What? So what's your feeling? I mean, obviously that is the movement for you. Obviously, that is definitely working. I mean, look at what you're lifting. Yeah. Well, all right, so right now, obviously, it's a 50-50 split. Um, yeah. Where do you feel Where do you feel you're at right now? I mean, do you feel close enough? Would you feel the confidence right now if suddenly you woke up tomorrow morning and said, I'm going to jump on Iceland Air and go? Do you feel you're at that point yet, or how much further do you got to go if not? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I could definitely uh, go full Sturker uh, right now, um, but it's one of those things where I want there to be absolutely no doubt, and that's why I gave myself the amount of time that I've given myself to, to prepare is I want there to be absolutely no doubt in my mind, and um yeah, you know, for me, the deadlifting is huge for me. I'm, I'm a pretty decent deadlifter. I can deadlift in the low sevens. Yep. And um, for me, the one thing I, I feel that is converting over to my stone lifting more than anything is big, heavy deficit deadlifts. Okay. Being that when you're pulling stones, your knuckles are on the ground. Yep. And – so for me, I need as big of a deficit as I can handle with a barbell and so that when I go grab a stone, I mean, it feels like it's nothing compared right. to pulling 650 out of a, a three-inch deficit. Yep, yep. I, I so, um, Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. No, that's, that's, that's probably the biggest conversion for me right now is – the, the heavy, heavy deficit deads, uh, the safety squat bar, and then working my fingers like they have never been worked before. Yeah, I think that you'll have major success with it. But there is one thing. That's a bear of a stone, man. A lot of people, um, you know, when we went in 08, I mean, you had some serious ass lifters there. I mean, right down to Steffi, who was in World's Strongest Man, and uh, – I mean, he got it, obviously, and Bill until he blew his bicep, too. But there are a lot of guys there that were serious, either Icelanders or from wherever, UK. And, man, they couldn't even budge that thing off the ground. And, I mean, you got one other thing, too, and it's not an excuse. I mean, that was the last place we went on that trip. So, I mean, there were some very serious heavy stones prior to that and you know when you're on the road i think we did 1200 miles in like five days i mean that's some pretty serious stuff man i mean you're not getting a lot of rest at all so um that is going to be real interesting because i think that when you get there man it is going to be just the charge it ought to give you is going to be like somebody sticking your hand in 220 man literally it's going to be that damn good um so I know so I know now we're going to convert and everything to stones and that makes total sense. What do you feel? I mean, we talked about the fingers a little bit. But do you feel if 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 I came to you and I never went there before and we we never even heard of one another on the radio. And I said, "Look, you know, I've got X number of years. I've done some heavy heavy stuff. Um 
the three lifts we talked about, obviously the stone, the good, not the good morning, but the um, um, deadlift and uh, the safety squat movement. Is that what you would say to me? I mean, other than doing an assessment of where you thought I had some weak points, I had to shore up. I mean, is that uh, those three lifts? Do you feel could be bread and butter for anybody, or obviously everybody's set up mechanically different? But what's your feeling as far as other people with what you're well, doing? Well, if I was to train somebody else to do it, yeah, um, yeah it, it would definitely depend on their levers. You know, if they're a tall person, short person. Um, deficiencies would definitely come first, but you know, pretty much throw a Husafel stone in front of them, yeah, and say, okay, so if you can't pick it off the ground, then you can't walk it. So therefore, you need to work your your pick, work your pick to death. Yep. If a guy can pick up a heavy weight, but then really, really struggles with the walk, then it's going to be a lot of focus with a lighter stone for longer distance. Yep. And, uh, but, but for somebody who, who has a decent pick, has a decent walk, um, for which I feel is me, um, I am trying to, to break it down into essentially three different stones, three different walks. I have my yep. heavy, heavy, heavy Husafel stone, and I will do as long of a walk as I can, but obviously you can only go so far. And then I have my medium uh, weight Husafel, which is only 300 pounds, and I try to walk with it for max distance. And then on my lighter day, it's only a 220-pound stone that I will try to walk over 200 feet with. Yeah, that's awesome. And and, and people don't realize, I think, and it doesn't mean, or mean even if you're a seasoned athlete, Everybody wants to lift heavy, heavy, heavy all the time. But, man, you can't do that. I'm telling you right now. I don't care if you're 25 years old or 45 because you need to recover. And not only that, what I found, now we got 90 feet down and back, all right? And we run, we can pull one off. The, I've got I, I've got three steel Husa steel stones here, okay? And they all can be loaded. The biggest one can be loaded over 500 and the second is probably close to it, and the third one is going to be a minimum of at least 475, all right? So you can have a field day with this. And what I like to do is I run barrels at all different different um, lengths, okay? So we could go heavy, medium, heavy, and then mid-range too, and then we can go light because what I can do is I've got so many damn barrels here, man. I can literally run side to side with stuff and stagger barrels. And then we, at this point, a lot of times, especially when you're going heavy on deadlifting or, you know, obviously the various stones or you're working your squat to death, whatever it is there, you know, you know, and I know, it's very easy to overtrain the lower back. You don't want to get any type of tweaks there. So what I do a lot is if I'm going to pull something, unless, you know, light would be, I'll rip a 200-pounder off the ground, take off to wherever, how many feet I got to go into the next one, and then go into the next one and come back and do the whole process again. But the thing is, what I don't like to do is start loading that thing super heavy when I'm doing all the other stuff and start trying to rip that off the ground, say, when I know I've got six, seven weeks still to go. Because that's prescription for having some lower end issues, and I don't want to do that. So 
The lowest thing I'll pull off of is we've got some real heavy-duty boxes this guy built. I mean, the wood is incredible, and it's no higher than maybe about 14 inches, and that's just enough to keep that abuse off the lower back. And still, and what I do with them too, Ryan, I don't. I, I, tr- I still dip my ass as low as I can with it. All right, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to like almost parallel my body with it. I grab it around the center, but I lower my behind as low as I can go. That's comfortable. Tear the thing, stand straight up, and then take off. So, you know, that's the way I meter it. Now, when we get closer, obviously, it's coming off the ground every time. You know, yeah. um, but I think it's a, a good, safe way to train. And another thing is, too, and we'll get into this right now after I want you to comment on any of it, is um, when you're lifting heavy things like that, you know, that is a lot of, like, mental drain on you. All the time. I mean, when you're out, I don't care if it's a 240 or a 300 or a 350, all right? That's a lot of weight to move. I mean, people have these ideas. Well, it's only 240, 230. Well, I got news for you. I don't know a lot of people, at least in my area, that are going to come and pull a 240-pound stone off the ground. All right? So, you know, when people throw these numbers at me, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, um. I don't know. I'd like to see it, some of it. You know what I mean? Um, But it's very easy to be like uh, an armchair quarterback with things. And I don't care. I mean, I I, I like the idea that someone is out, and maybe that's all they can hit is a 240. Well, you pull a 240-pound stone and walk it as far as you can, take your break and come back with it. I think that's very, very good. And that leads into this question. It's like this. What well, I mean, you know from doing this and getting ready, obviously, what is the importance of, you know, the lighter, the medium, and the heavier to you? And I know what probably the answer is, but I want to hear, I want the audience to hear from a guy that's actually getting ready to go, and he's doing one, two, three, four, five down the checklist. What is it about those three stones and flipping them, flip-flopping the weights back and forth you feel that's going to make you a success? Well, there's a couple things. It, it, number one, it's guts. And whether it is the 240-pound, my 300, or the 370, it doesn't matter. It is when you're walking that thing for max distance and you're trying to beat your previous record each week with all three of those stones, it just comes down to guts. Yeah. You know, how much pain are you willing to take? How How much pounding is your heart willing to take? And a lot of it just comes down to just gutting it out and just getting further and further and further each time with each stone. So building a a tolerance with cardio, building a tolerance with pain, um, it all really factors in with those long walks with any of the stones. But for me, the switching of the stones, like you said, you can't you can't walk the heavy stone all the time. No. It's just not possible. Your body can't handle that. So that's where I have kind of just brought in a, a traditional west side conjugate setup with yep. having a heavy day, having a lighter day, having a medium day. And, and having these separated like that has allowed me to have progress every single time I touch one of those stones – Whereas if somebody was just lifting the same stone, same heavy stone over and over and over, 
I mean, they'd be down in a month. Yeah, they'd be yeah, yeah. just absolutely destroyed. Yep. That, 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 people understand stone lifting is so damn direct to the body. And I mean, in, in many ways, whether the squeezing, the forearms, I mean, literally are torched among everything. The center of your chest. When you're walking with a heavy weight, that's why a lot of times I'll do like close grip floor pressing. Um, I'll use the Apollon axle for a couple reasons. Number one, it's not a movement to break records on. And what I like about using the thicker bar is this. Not only the concentration, but here's a great thing. Indirectly, you're getting a lot of hand work. Okay, because, look, one thing with your hands especially, you don't want, that's another thing too, you can overtrain your hands, your fingers, your thumb. The thumb is vitally important with everything you do. You know, then we get into the wrists, we get into the forearm, the big belly of the forearm, because most people don't talk about this. We've talked about this a number of times. More people are more worried about their biceps and triceps for anything. Biceps are essential, period, for stone lifting. But the elbow down to your fingernails is so damn important with what we love to do, especially with Ryan going to Iceland shortly. It's like it's overlooked. And this is why these strong guys go to lift these big boulders no matter where it is in the USA or overseas or whatever some get them but I would say the percentage is probably very high they don't get them and they don't probably understand it because they are brutally strong but if you don't have the erectors number one and you know we know everything matters hip girdle shoulder girdle calves feet your feet got to be in prime condition in my opinion Feet yeah. is all response to brain, proprioception, okay? Um, nothing ever hurts that big calves, because think about it. When you go down into a full squat, I'm not talking either half of these things they call full squats that look like uh, quarters to me, half of them. You look at an Olympic lifter or a strong man that really can squat, or even a basic old-school bodybuilder, the big calves, it's like a spring. You come down, your hamstrings are so bad, big, pow, right off the friggin' calves. So calves are important. Your your ankles are so important because as Ryan's going to find out when he goes there, the trek around the sheep pen is not black-topped, my friends. It is no. not smooth, and it is not pretty, and I'm telling you right now, it is not friendly. Let me put it to you that way. So that's another thing. So you want to have the feet in very good condition. Take good care of your feet. I mean, you see stuff all the time. I'm always, I always keep my nails clipped. I soak my feet in Epsom salts a lot, apple cider vinegar, and it's like, well, what? Well, you want to keep, especially your toenails, your feet, you don't want to be getting any type of corns on your... I'm telling you, if you don't do that and you go and lift and you're going to laugh at me when I say this, that can be a showstopper right there. Have you ever hurt your foot, your toe, or anything like that and put a shoe on? That that right there takes all your concentration off your stone. So that's something to think about. But what I'm saying is here, all those from the elbow down is one of the biggest factors with everything you're going to do. And why spend all this time training and getting ready, and it's not cheap to go to Iceland and stay somewhere for, say, four, five, seven days, whatever you want to do, 
and then come home. I mean, you know, disappointment does happen. I've had it. But the next time is the last time that's ever going to happen. And that's why I'm saying it is essential to do all those things and train the way you need to train. And like we were talking, why the medium, light, and heavy? Well, as Ryan said, if you don't do it that way, well, it's going to cook your central nervous system right away. Maybe in a month's time, maybe less. Because if you're really focusing hard on barbells, you can't have it both ways. Something's got to give a little bit. You'll be the one to give. And then obviously this, it feels good to carry a light stone. I, I, I mean, I don't know what it is with everybody. It's like after you've used a heavy and a medium, you almost like beg for a light stone to take for a long walk. Why? And and he hit it perfect with, you know, we always hear cardio, 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 right? You want to know how you, I don't like that word at all, but you want to know how you get cardio? Start carrying a light sandbag or stone for distance. You will be in the best shape, I'm telling you, your life. And you don't have to get on a treadmill for five hours or do these steppers. Go out, get outside, go out and do some heavy, deep breathing, grab a goddamn sandbag and take off. It's all yours, brother. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. In fact, I, I ran into a day here on my day load, deload, uh, I guess about two days ago, where I went into the gym and I was going to hit some stone stuff and hit some squats, and my body just was not having it. Nope. And so I went and jumped on the assault bike, which usually just wrecks me. And um, I took off and started doing some some interval training on the bike, and yep. I have not touched that bike in probably six months. And I was just destroying my intervals off of just the fact that I've been doing the stone walks alone. Yeah, my cardio had built, my endurance had built to where I could jump on a cardio piece, and in that case, the cardio piece of death. Yeah, and. Uh, do just fine and just whip through all my intervals like nothing. Yeah, and that's got to feel dynamite because that's telling you for sure you're on the right track. You're going the right Absolutely. direction. Yeah, and that, you know that's the thing with look at stone lifting's a crapshoot. I don't care who you are. I mean, um, we go over there with the best intentions. We go over there as strong and as fit. And I don't mean what they call fit today. I'm talking where Ryan's talking about he can get on a a machine of destruction and destroy it. That's telling you right there that the body is becoming better and better and better and being able to take more of a load, which, you, you know, 418 pounds, number one, you got to clean that thing off the ground. Number two, I don't know if Ryan's going to pick it straight up like the shield or he could be like Bill Crawford where he turns it like 180 or Mark Wechter who did that. I don't know. You, you don't know until you pull up to it. I'm sure he's got an idea what he's got to do. But either way, there's no handholds, so to speak, of meaning you really can't dig anywhere in the crevices to put your fingers. And that rock is talc. It, it doesn't matter if it rained or it's sunny there. It'll most likely be overcast. Not always, but it usually is. Um... It's just slippery, period. That's the way it is. And let alone that, but you've got to clean that bear hug it and take off like someone's chasing you with a missile, man. Um, it's a lot of things to form, not only physically, but to tune yourself mentally in a way that 
most people just could not, you can't get those dominoes moving fast enough. And I think that's one of the beauties of that stone in itself because you don't have to complicate it, but it's very intricate the way you have to do things. I mean, I do things different now, Ryan. When I go to pick up those steel stones, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, now, that's the command. And the command is to try to snatch that. Now, I'm not talking about a 340-pound stone. I'm talking anywhere from a 180 to a 240 to 250 to literally be able to run X number of feet when I yell now the command, snap my arms around that thing, and try to move that in one interval and start moving with that. Um, that's something you got to build upon. And this is what I'm going to tell you, as crazy as it sounds, that's what I want to do with that 418, too. Yeah. I, no, no, that's that's that, that's a huge part of it. And, you know, at, at first I would gather the stone in my lap, reset my arms. Kill you. And then yeah. it up and then yep. go. And my, my work has been more towards getting it in one motion yep. and then just flying. Because I know that my body's only going to be able to handle so much for a certain period of time, and I want to get just as, as fast around that pen as I can get. Yeah, and you know what I think, seriously? I mean, I'm talking me. I want to just prepare myself where I've got two hits with it, and that's the end. Because here, here's the thing, as you were saying, if i got to sit there and get that, all right, I don't care. I, I don't care about putting it, front lapping it, in a front squat position and standing right up and taking off. I'm okay with that. I'd much yeah. rather be able to take three quick steps because re- I've rehearsed it so many times. When I snap that command now, literally, I want and, and it might sound crazy to people, I want to be able to swoop that thing off the ground, literally. And, and you can do it, but it's repetition, repetition, practice, 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 all right? And as you said, you don't know how many shots you got with this thing. And, and you know, when I talk about Steve Jack, to think that three times he lifted that beast, and Steve didn't have that up high. And, I mean, that to me is real strength. I don't care what anybody says, well, it's not full sturker. Bullshit, man. That Go, is 100% full sturker. You bet it is. And it's like, I'm telling you right now, that was one of the greatest lifts I've ever seen anybody do. To be able, and you and I both know the pain of those stones, man. And he did that yeah. three times. And that is what's so incredible. But see, I don't want to, to, to get in that, that mode where I've got to lift it again. I want to sweep it up, pick it up, and I want to be there. I think Bill Crawford did it the quickest, or it was either him or Mark. I think they had it in under 22 seconds we counted. Wow. Um, that's pretty goddamn fast, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, very fast. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know something, too? Look it. I can look at it one or two ways with this thing. Obviously, you, you're, you've got the foundation for many years, like a lot of us. You're doing basically things, I'm sure. But when you've got three movements, like the stone practice – um, obviously the deadlift and you're doing safety squat bar squats. Um, you've got, you've got the stuff right there, um, where if you wanted to move in maybe a slower fashion, you're not going to drop the thing unless the fingers fail on you. Um, because you've got such a lower end and you got such strength 
if you wanted to go a little slower, I don't think that would affect you at all. In, in fact, it'd be pretty god and pretty goddamn incredible in my mind. But the idea here is you're only going to get so many tries. I don't care who you are. All right, yeah. and and the thing is, look, you and I are coming from the United States. We got a lot invested. It's not like I live in Iceland and I can go there every weekend and do it until my eyeballs fall out and practice on it. We're coming along, even though it's four hours, which isn't long when you think about you're leaving the United States, you know, and it's what, 7.5 to go to Seattle or California. I got it. But the whole point of the matter is you want to go and be your best. You want to show that shit, man. I didn't work the last X number of months or the last year to come here and get knocked on my ass, basically. So, you know, and I'm going to give it to you here. Um, this is what I want to ask you. And obviously we got into a little bit the whole mental end, the, the command or whatever we want to do to get around as quick as possible. But at this point, too, at, you know, you're obviously having more and more success. How is that touching you mentally? Do, are you seeing not only a guy that's always been very mental about how he does things, but are you seeing changes in you? I mean, let, let's talk about even personality changes in you. What are you seeing now as you are progressing? And obviously, you and I both know, confidence is 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 the main machine you know we talk about the belief same thing in my opinion but are you seeing a new level in you absolutely and it's confidence with each walk it's confidence in my strength i'm seeing things in my strength that i've never seen before and even even after all these years of lifting heavy weights throwing things on a highland game field I have never had my upper back strength yeah. be what it is right now. So not only the strength, but the size of my upper back. My lats have gone absolutely crazy with all the stone training. Yep. Um, my, my traps are being <laughs> feel like they're being ripped out every time I touch that heavy stone, and it's just yeah, the confidence is high and. Uh, it just keeps going up and up and up. And I'll tell you what, once once you've tested yourself against heavy stones and heavy walks. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. You walk yeah. around that gym and you look at all the things in that gym that, that aren't intimidating anymore after you've walked and, and lifted heavy, heavy stones. Hey, you know, as I say, I mean, it takes you a lifetime and we'll never learn everything. And I think that's the beauty of everything. But I'll tell you, I wish I had a guy like me or you when I was 12 years old. And you came up to me or, you know, I walked up to you, had the balls enough to go up to you and said, I want to learn how to do what you're doing, Ryan. I mean, can you imagine what you would be if you stuck with that? Oh, man. Yeah, that, that would be great. Oh, it'd be sick. But, you know, on that note, too. Very interesting when you talk about the upper back, because that's what I call Charlie Oliphant all the time. And when Char- Charlie had a banner year in 2017 with lifting stones, it was unbelievable. And he went yeah. to Andrew Carney, who's a good friend of his, and said, look, you know, can you help me with the program? Now, Charlie's no small-time guy, everybody. And Andrew, you know, looked him over and felt that his upper back – 
was really an impediment for what was going on with him. And when Ryan said that, that really reminded me of like Charlie. And I'm telling you right now, you should go out and trace Charlie's steps in 18. And, you know, he's, he's working with two guys right now. Liam was on with him the other night. And they're going April 28th uh, to see if Mark and Liam qualify for the gathering in August of 18. And the upper back, I, I'll tell you right now, um, I don't think it gets enough attention from a lot of people. Um, and once again, you know, we talked about finger strength and all that. But uh, here's my assessment. If you don't have the, uh, the traps, rhomboids, and we talked about the spinal erectors. My feeling is you can have even strong hands. I don't. I don't think you're lifting big stones. I. I just don't. I don't look at. You've got to be able to stand up with stuff. And if you don't have the upper back, I just don't see it happening. And Charlie told me point blank that was where he was the weakest, and they shored that up. And my God, man, he was lifting. He still is. He's lifting anything now. Number one. Number two. Our good friend, mutual friend, Bill Crawford. Mm-hmm. All right, I want. I don't want to forget to tell you this because this will even get you more fired up. But I got to make the first point. Sure. You know, everybody loves big arms, myself included. But I want my arms functional, okay? And we know how much how important the bicep alone plays in stone lifting, and how a lot of us have ripped them, yours included, myself included. That's because I pulled that stone wrong. I'm sure of it. But that doesn't matter. That's history. But it's very, very important, that linkage. And we know that. But as Bill and I were talking, you know, it used to be pecs and biceps, and I'm sure it still is in a lot of circles. But the new thing is traps and neck. And it's very interesting because Bill's seeing it more and more with the younger kids that he's training, number one. Here's something I'm going to find out from him next Saturday. Do you know that Bill thinks he's discovered some new stones in Iceland? Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, well, it's not really public information. I'm making it right now. <laughs> he's probably going to kill me for it. But, yeah, yeah, um, I'm going to talk to him next week, see if we can come on air, if he's got any names yet or where they're located. Because he's even talked about going possibly this year back. Uh, I would love to hitch a ride with him if I can do it. Boy, you gotta you gotta let me know. Uh, I will. It's by by uh, podcast or by secret text message. Yes, sir. I will. I will. Um, you gotta let me know where these things are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what the deal is yet, but he had told me that um, because you know Charlie and I. I don't know. Martin wants to go over there on his fortieth birthday next year to Iceland. You know. But I said, if I can get over to Iceland and Charlie thinks that possibly he could meet me, yeah. um, even if it was this fall, um, I, I want to talk to Bill because his family, they're making a big move. So um, if he went over there, I mean, and other people could join him, I, I would be very inclined to do that. Um, I don't know. It would be interesting because... I don't know if he would go to that or if he'd go back to Husafel because he loves that stone so much, or I could meet him somewhere. But, you know, it'd be great if I could meet one of you guys there. Um, hopefully what I'd like to do 
is we have a local guy here who's a phenomenal photographer yeah. who's done work for me before. I, you know, He told me if I paid for his trip, he'd take care of the hotel and, and, and eats. And I was like, fine. Um, that would be a big thing there because the professionalism of just the filming alone would just be out of sight, man. So, yeah, yeah when I talk to Bill Saturday, uh, I'll see what he's got. If anything, if he's got something and he says green light, I will send you a message about it. But, yeah, I mean, I know he hasn't been to where he's thinking they are. So, I mean, that obviously is a trip to get there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it, you know, man, it's like it's real interesting stuff. It really, really is. It's like... I, I, you know, a lot of people don't get it, but I think people that admire strength and guts and tenacity and obviously belief are going to love it because, you know, we sit around people that don't lift stones and we'll be talking about it and it really captivates people, especially when you talk to younger kids that, you know, are in athletics, want to get stronger. And it's like, obviously, you know, I'm not going to throw a, a, a sandbag or a stone on anybody right away. You know, obviously smart trainers are going to find out where they are, what they're doing in the weight room. Can you handle your own body weight? Can you do? Can you maneuver with your body weight to graduate you know, possibly to a light barbell or a sandbag to work in with it? And this is where I see... A lot of this stuff going south, and I don't mean as in Alabama or Texas where I or Florida. <laughs> what I'm saying is you see these people just like, what the hell are you doing with me? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I, I look, I think to be a good, great slash trainer, not only do you have to be someone that's really done the time no matter where you are, whether it's inside, outside, whatever, but you have to be someone of mental notice where, you know, you've been around enough athletes, um, you can pro- kind of discover, well, like I said with that girl that day, um, when someone says things like that, um, that's not a great way to open anything if you're going to do business with anybody. Now, most people do think that way. Um, they don't think they're good enough. They think they're this, that, and the other thing. But you and I both know. If you're going to Iceland to lift a stone or you want to lose 50 pounds, you're not going to say to yourself, well, this thing feels heavy. I don't know if I can do it. Where do you think you're going with that? Go ahead, Ryan. But, you know, that 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 self-talk is one of the biggest sabotagers in your life if you do it in that manner. Correct. Yeah, you got to be positive. Uh, yeah, especially when it comes to all that. And, yeah, being a trainer and when you talk to people who come in and they're all down on themselves, I mean, that's part of the job also. Absolutely. Is, yep. It's convincing them, hey, you know, th- th- there is hope. You you, you got to be positive, and there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to look that direction. And, you know, something like Bill always says to me, because we were talking about, you know, he's – going to be in a, in a different hospital they're they're leaving new hampshire and all that he's basically going back home where he you know he was he, he was born right near like he's not far from jack king's gym where you know he started his olympic career and all that and you know we were talking about a lot of things here offline and you know um he sent me a thing um 
And it, it was very nice what he said, too. Uh, we were talking about Martin Janzix, and I had sent uh, the podcast Martin and I had done. And he, he said, he sent a thing. He goes, God, that was great. I said, well, Martin's a very special individual. And he said, well, you are too, man. And he says, I know what you're dealing with. I know what you're going through. He goes, so he just went through this with a lot of stuff with his job. Different thing, obviously. But, you know, as he says to me, he goes, I know this is used a lot about the journey. But he said, Eric, even when you feel like your head is just getting pushed right through the wall, he said, eventually what's going on here is all going to fan itself out good. And that's what I always say. You know how many new stories we're going to be able to tell? You know how many new shows we're going to be able to do? You know how many people eventually I'm going to be able to meet and go lift stones with or whatever? It's all going to happen. And this is all part of the step-by-step things we do. Whether it's Ryan leaving for Iceland in May, whether it's me, who knows what's going to happen this year with everything. But every time when you're taking steps to get further, you're not further, you're getting closer to your goal, you have to just keep rolling with it no matter what. Because, you know, too many people have taken too many of their dreams and turned around and went the opposite direction. And as they say, many have said this, I've read it recently by many speakers too, go to an old folks' home and talk to a lot of them, and a lot of them have a lot of regret. They know they're near the end of their time. Maybe they didn't open that business um, that they wanted. Maybe they didn't have the nerve to go ask that girl out 50 years ago that they really, really cared about. You know, a lot of things that you take for granted because you feel your time is never going to run out. But look, at we're in March already of 2018. Time is flashing by, man. Even my nieces that are... 10 years old when we were all over for dinner last night. They even said to me they couldn't believe how quick time's going. This is a 10-year-old kid. So that's what I'm saying. Ryan, um, let's summarize everything on your end. Give out your information. But I, I want to ask you a couple real real uh, pertinent questions as we go off here. Yeah. Number one, tell everybody why stones. And, and, I mean, you know, we can give the same thing, but you – personally inside why stones and second of all what do you feel to become a stone lifter and i know there's many things but if you had to put your finger on on one word or a sentence that what makes you want to deliver as a stone lifter tell me that so take your time you know as far as why stones um you know it is a hard hard thing to explain to people and you, every stone is its own puzzle. And when I walk into a gym, I can't say that about, that about the dumbbells, about the barbells, about anything in that gym. And I'm not saying it doesn't take work to figure things out in a gym. It's just it's the same thing every time, whereas yeah. every single stone you lift is completely different. You have to work to find the handle. Once you find that handle, you got to work to lap it. You got to work to chest it, work to shoulder it. It is, it is its own puzzle, its own a Rubik's cube. Every single time you lift a different stone, so it just it's a hunger. You, you can't get enough of it. Once you've had one, you're like, wow, that was a lot of fun, and 
you know, you, it's almost like you're not looking to lift that same stone again. You just have this hunger to lift all stones. You drive down the road. Every <laughs> yep. Stone, yep. Every stone you see on the side of the road, I mean, it, it's just an obsession. You're like, can I lift that? Oh, where's the handle on that one? How could I lift that one? Could I get that one to my shoulder? It's It just consumes you, and it's a great feeling. I mean, most people never feel that way about anything in their life. And, you know, it, it's it's just completely a different animal. Yeah. And uh, for me, it just – I enjoy it so much because it is so different every time. But the amount of toughness – that it requires, you know, I, I wear that as a badge of honor. Yes, to, sir. So to walk around and say, yeah, you know what? I am a stone lifter. And although most people think it is very odd, it is something that they still respect no matter how weird they think you are. So, <laughs> hey, hey, you know something? 150 years ago, 200 plus years ago, I mean, who knows what, you know, you know, like when the guys talk about Scotland and, and, you know, the different, basically, factions of clans and whatever, you know, the ability to go out as a young man and prove that you were uh, your manhood. Um, there's certain things we don't have a lot left, I think, as far as men go, and we know the, the war on men for years here. Stone lifting to me, regardless. And and I want to throw the weights into it. I mean, I know they're more of balanced and, you know, blah, 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 but... And sandbags and things of that nature. I take a lot of pride in that, and I'll tell you why. Because it's one of the few things that are left where you can pretty much, you know, commit bloody murder on the stuff and not get put away unless, you know, they, I mean, I've had the police called on me many times for noise with that <laughs> stuff. But look, um, I'm the kind of guy that needs that outlet. I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't, I, I, I don't know. Everybody's like, well, you're going to get older. Yeah. Well, so I don't lift a 400 pounder. I'll lift a 300 pounder then. Look, yeah. the, the bottom line is I said before early in the show, these, these freak numbers people are put, well, it's only 240 pounds. Well, I want to say to them, and I wouldn't, but I was like, if you, even put your hands around that, and try to lift it. It would literally probably rip your arms out of your sockets. All right. Yeah. So, you know, I know people at times. Some are, are genuine about it, and others. You know, of course, uh, jealous people, and they like to take something like that and make it like a sideshow. But it's not a sideshow. And to me, it proves more than just the physical and mental stuff. I mean, we talked about. I think on the last show. Who's touched this stone? Whose DNA am I rubbing hands with here? Okay, um, things like that matter to me. Uh, you're yeah, gonna, you're, you're it's history. It's history, and you're gonna find out. I don't know how, where you guys are gonna park or whatever, but we always drive right down, right to the church, and we go in the church, and then we go and pay homage to Sonori Bjornsson's grave, which is right by it. And then we'll walk up to his great great ancestor ancestor's house, knock on the door. The guy's incredible. Um, if he's there, he'll come out with you. He'll take you in his uh, little hobby house right in the uh, mountain. And this guy built a xylophone, and it's all out of hand cut stone. When you see this guy play, it will blow your friggin' mind. And wait to see 
the picture of how he built the bricks into the ground that lead into there, the colors. But the thing besides who knows where that stone's been dropped, you might be able to see it visually from there. I don't remember. I think you could if you know when you're looking at the sheep pen. But the thing that will blow your mind is you're going to see all these stones he carved. And he's lifted the Husafel multiple times. But the thing that's going to get you, wait till you see the huge stone. And anybody that's watched anything or went out and looked, um, you will see the one side of Signore Bjornsson's face as you're walking up. That's when you'll swallow. It'll feel like you swallowed your Adam's apple, literally. It is absolutely incredible. And when you pass that big stone, you're almost to the sheep pen. And then it's going to hit you right between the eyes. And you say, you know what? I'm here. I'm here. And hopefully you'll be right in your view as you're walking up because they don't put it in any set place. Where you pick it up, you bring it to, and you drop it again. But there's nothing like when you stand that thing up on the point of the shield. Then, then you know, then you know, life is right there in front of you, man. It, it's ungodly the way it feels. I, I, I'm yeah. so, I'm so excited for you, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's that. I mean, it's it's the excitement you had there, just telling me. It's the history. It's. Yeah, the priest and his stone and his yep. family members yep. and each one of those stones, there's so much history on all of them. It's just amazing. And I guess that's what I try to, to tell people is lifting history, being part of history, lifting those stones yep. is so much a part of it. And sure, they're like, well, you know, you don't have to go all the way to Iceland. You can just pull that rock out of my backyard. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll do that too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. but, uh, yeah. But no, I mean, that, that, that one in your backyard doesn't have all the history. No. All the people who've lifted all the world's strongest man competitors. It's, it's something that is historic and you just, you want to be a part of it. Yeah. And I'll give it to you and we'll finish up, but I'll tell you another thing I like about it. I like the idea of the danger of it, and this might sound crazy to people, but it could kill you, too. All right? Yeah, and that's, you know, the old Brignol stack up there on Latra, that big yep. old 600-pound column. Yep. Yeah, it scares the life out of me, but you bet your ass I'm going to give it hell. Oh, I mean, if that fl- <laughs> if that flops back on you, you're dead. That's the end of it. Right, you're dead. You're but I'll tell you one thing. That is the beauty of it, and it's the ability to have the guts to be a little... You know, and I'll I'll wind this right up. I talk about him on here at the end, uh, John Ridge, my chiropractor. John was like a father to me because my pop had passed away long before I met John. And John and I uh, were very, very close. Um, I used to go over every Friday, even with the business, I would, let's say I had a late podcast, I would be over there. It wasn't only he was an exceptional chiropractor, but he was like, he was a man's man. Like, I mean, he'd been in Korea and, you know, he raised a family and he had two sons and a daughter, but he was a very practical man too. Very well read, very smart, but he could put the rubber to the road. And I remember... He was the first one to call me when I got back. It was the next day because he knew he had it all written down. And 
you know, my family knew about the tear and all that. And he uh, called me up and he said to me, um, how did you do? And I, and John still had his New Hampshire accent he, even into his 70s when we lost him almost four years ago. And I said, um, it didn't go well. I mean, um, it went well for a little while. I tore my left bicep, blah, 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 blah. He says, are you all right? I said, well, other than um, um, a little embarrassed. He said, do you feel like driving or do you want me to come pick you up? And I said, no, I can drive. He goes, come on over. So I went over to his office, and he it was about an hour before he opened up. So he met me at, you know, I knocked on the door, and he was there. And um, let's see, we had gone, I think it, it was May that, yeah, May of 2008. And I, I, I'm not a guy that gets down a lot, but, you know, that wasn't an easy ride home, believe me. And, and I was like, God damn it, man. So he, he goes, come on in. He goes, you all right? I said, yeah. You know, I said, um little preoccupied, you know, have to have it fixed and all that stuff. And he goes, sit down, I want to tell you something. And he goes, and I, he goes, and I want you to hear me. So I was like, okay. Because I, I, I wasn't like, me and him like had this back and forth shit that was so much fun. And I was more quiet than probably ever around him. And he says, um, you got nothing to be ashamed of. And I was like, I'm not ashamed, but I, 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 I've, I guess I'm feeling sorry for myself. Well, he goes, you're not that way either. He goes, think about this. You got on a plane, you went to another country, and you knew nobody there other than, you know, you didn't even know the guys that were on the team other than, like, Bill through uh, Milo. And he goes, you had the goddamn balls to go over there and do something that no, most people wouldn't even attempt in their life. And he goes, so what you got hurt? He goes, get over it real quick, get fixed, and get over there again. And it was like somebody took a rubber band and snapped it in my eye, and I woke up. You know what I mean? And it was like, that was the best stuff anybody could have ever said to me. And there was others, you know, my brother-in-law, everybody, people I love and respect. But it came from him, where I guess it was the father figure thing. And that was it. Never looked back after that. So... You can comment on any of that. If not, give out any information. I'll give mine out and stay in the line, please. No, I agree. Great advice. That that was awesome, awesome advice. And that's just it. Is you know, most people don't don't have that in them to to fly to a place where you don't know anybody, you don't know the language, you don't know anything. Yep. All you know is you're there to lift a big old rock that's part of history and. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to do, and, yeah. and most people can't do it, and that's you know that's okay. Yeah, it is. But, um, but yeah, no, 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 no. I, thanks for having me on the show. Oh, yeah, I really appreciate it. And, you want to give out your give, give out your um your um gym uh, URL if you want anything like that. Yeah, uh, we're at Black Flag Strength and Fitness. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can find both yeah me and the gym on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, I will continue to post videos 
in Etched in Stone and uh, keep updating my progress on it. All right. That's awesome, brother. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Winners and Champions, Inc., you want to go lift some stones, buy that package. I guarantee you, you'll be lifting stones. And obviously, I've said out there, we're doing free consultations right now. Come on in. If you live in New York, you get a free workout here. And, you know, we're all over the world, so we can do anything with Skype. But, you know, the thing is, you've got to take the steps to get started. I know that's the hardest thing for most people, but, you know, you get on with somebody that really loves what they do, and it's contagious. And the thing is, stop listening to the media. Stop going to these commercial gyms that most of them are not even worth it, or the $10 a month gyms. What do you think you're going to get? And please, stop buying all these guru things that, you know, it's uh, you get a five-time charge of $99.99 a month. As Tony Robbins said, and I believe him, people buy tons of material like that. His his own, he said, that's what he was talking about. Thousands of dollars. Guess what, folks? And never even take them out of the shrimp shrink wrap. All right? It's, I don't know why, you get all fired up for, what, two days, and you go right back to what you were. You have to decide to make that psychological change, too. We can do all that here. Also, too, go out to our Prosperity Conscious page on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Give, give, give. That's what it's all about. But receiving is all part of being prosperous. You're not doing yourself a service, and that's what we've done to ourselves, where all we ever did was give, which I have no problem with. But when you give that type of information or more, you need to receive back. That is the right and correct way to do things. And that's how you build exchanges with people for decades. And that's what we're about. If you haven't figured out, we're not going anywhere. We're only going to get bigger, stronger, more powerful. And that's what we love. We love to enrich people, but we want to be enriched back. And we thank you for that in advance. Also, too, don't forget about our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. Also, too, on FiorellaBarbellCo.com, go out to the Manly Men's Movement. That page is going berserk. Um, we're going to get everybody on that page. And, you know, like with Ryan doing stuff in Etched, maybe we'll swipe or maybe he'll go in there and drop a video in there. Because what he's doing right now... Uh, is it would be very helpful with anything, obviously, with our family being him part of it. But on the Manly Men's page, this is what I say. You never know who you're stirring into do, doing something, you know. You get a 12-year-old kid. Maybe they start out, they learn their body, they learn body weight. They get into light sandbags. The sandbags start graduating into stones. Man, you never know. This guy suddenly is 20 years old and he's out ripping stuff off everywhere. Maybe he goes and becomes a champion power lifter. Highland Games. The thing I tell people is you never know. You don't know. You know, when I say five words to be kind to somebody, inspire them, how do you know what those five words just did for somebody? You don't know unless they contact you and say, I listened to you 10 years ago and now... I'm out selling X, Y, and Z, making $5 million a year. That's the whole thing. Success and drive it. That's what we want for everybody. Also, too, 
Don't forget about, um, as I said, coming here and training. We can Skype anywhere if you're not in New York. Advertising is huge here. Um, invest in our advertising, just like in our donation page. You're going to get something that's going to help you out for the next 30 years. It is a true investment here. Also, too, as I said, if you'd like Ryan and I to do a show, Fiorella Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Go out to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We thank everybody for that. Also, too, AHA, that's a hard directory. You get M&M in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words of inspiration. As I said, that could change your life forever. My mom, when we were kids, would always say, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile. See, you never know what people are going through. As I said, it's very important. All of us, Ryan, myself, we have those days, man. I've had days where I was like, am I going to be able to get up today? And I don't mean from bed either, that I've gotten trounced. Could be internet, could be something happened with software, it could be something with the business or lifting or whatever, and you know, you get pummeled sometimes, and you know what? Out of the blue, you hear something from your buddy, or you read something like, ah, got it back. So never, ever not be kind to somebody. It's very important. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, smash it, lift it, put it overhead, squat it, deadlift it. Whatever you want to do, if you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And it's a great who's to steal stone crusher says in blood red. Domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. And remember, when you hear our shows, there is testosterone dripping through our speakers, and there always will be. Frank Klein, my greatest college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My pop, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. I was speaking about John Ridge. He would walk every patient in the door no matter how busy he was and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself no matter how you feel. It will literally shift you mentally. I mean that. Keep smiling. Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door in. We will blow the roof off your house. Um, it is very important Join the family. Join the revolution. Les Brown says, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We got your back, and we believe in you. And how many people would say that in today's world? It's um, it's a little bit different out there. Ryan, you know, um, it's always an honor to have you on. Another great show. And, you know, you know here at FBC, Eminem, me, uh, we're always in your corner, and we wish nothing but success for you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. You are welcome, sir. So, for Ryan Stewart, this show will be up at some point tomorrow. This is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. And remember, life is asking something from you. It's not the other way around. Get out there. Do something. Go out and lift some stones. Go out and lift some sandbags. Go out there and get involved. Get get involved again with your life. It's things like that people don't think about anymore. Get involved and enjoy yourself and be happy practice gratitude thank 
Thank yourself. Thank God for being able to put your two feet on the ground and walk down a flight of stairs. I know they'll say, well, I'm looking at my brother Jimmy right now who couldn't do that. It's very, very important. Have a great weekend, everybody. Don't forget, I'll tell you right now, go out and listen in the right direction. I just put that up, and we'll have Ryan show up tomorrow, which you can't beat anything when you say no quarter with it because you are giving nothing other than the best. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon, and thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.